Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 140. We are back on this day, September the 19th, the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Carter. Sam, how are things in Boone, North Carolina? Um, fine. I mean, we got a sunny day outside. Um, that's about it. Man, a little bit of, uh, you know, someone who seems like they're in the slogs of things. Um, well, in it's terms getting of, colder. It's getting colder. It's getting colder. I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, days are shorter, nights are colder, you know, Nas said it best. Uh, but question of the day today, Sam, uh, what is the worst ice cream flavor that you've come across in your time, uh, on this planet? Um, I mean, I feel like pistachio is kind of bizarre. It's not bad. Okay. Um, rum raisin is kind of weird. Yeah. It's not the worst. Um, I just, I might get some flag for this. But I'm saying, if you're going to give me a bowl of chocolate ice cream, okay. I don't want it. Wow. That's, that's it. Like, I'd rather not have any ice cream than eat chocolate. That's pretty, cream. that's pretty aggressive. That's, you're, you might get some flag for that. I got to go with one time I came across a, a prune ice cream, prune flavored. Mm-hmm. It had, gross. it had like whole prunes. I've never in had it. that. Maybe maybe it's worse than chocolate. I think it is worse than chocolate. Like and you like <laughs> bite into the prune and it would like be like like cold, like you know like it gets like mushy things when they get cold like turn to a really weird texture. It's kind yeah. of that. You kind of got that thing going on. Well, uh, let's turn now to college football and what was supposed to kind of be an off week or kind of a bland week. Turned to a lot of excitement, a lot of almost upsets, um, and that started off um, with number three Florida State, you know, going to Chestnut Hill, Boston College, and barely escaping uh, with the two-point victory, 31-29, excuse me. Um, Sam, kind of your thoughts on the performance, um, obviously, of the Golden Eagles, uh, in you know, for their ACC kind of bragging rights, but also kind of the uh, vulnerability shown uh, by the Seminoles in this one. Um, I mean, you're telling me there's a chance, you know? Yeah. Um, no, but I always, I, I thought even during that Duke game, I think, I thought Clemson would still have a chance to beat Florida State. Um, I mean, it just shows that you, you can't get complacent in college football. Um, I mean, that's really all there is to it. I don't think Boston College is really a good team at all. I don't think that they were supposed to compete in the ACC. I'm not sure what the spread was, but I think it was like 18. Yeah, it was, it was something that, that enormous, if not bigger. Yeah, and, and to win by two, three. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean... Obviously, Florida State's a great team, but, you know, you, you just, you just, you can't, you can't get complacent. Yeah, you can't you can't really rely on just your name and kind of expect people to roll over for you. I mean, obviously, it was a special game. It was the uh, I I'm not sure who the player was. Uh, maybe a player who had passed away. It was like a bandana 
Um, yeah, you know, it was it was there was juice in the crowd, so you had to be. It's a um, former lacrosse player that died in nine eleven. Okay. So they always have a game for him. Well, I mean, I I think that there was definitely a special feel there. I mean, I think Boston College played a better game in this one. I don't think this was, you know, going to be a, a squeaky upset. I think that they played better in the second half, especially. Um, so uh, a very close call for the Seminoles. Let's turn to another close call: the double overtime victory for Colorado as they host Colorado State, who was defeated. Um, and then you know they come out on top. Saying we don't really want to talk about this game. Obviously, Colorado kind of showed their vulnerability. But to storm the field against an opponent that you were a uh, 20-point overdog on, I mean, Sam, we got we got to hear the reaction on this one. Um, I mean, you really ought to ask Miles Hart of his opinion on this. But, you know, from my perspective, I mean, App State rushed the field after the ECU game. We were favored, um, and ECU is 0-3. Why would we rush the field? Because it's fun. Why would um, Colorado rush the field? It's a rivalry game. It was double overtime. You know, I mean, if they win by 30 points, they wouldn't rush the field. I, I think they deserve they, they deserve to rush the field after that game. It's college. It's not pro. They're, they're just students having fun. Um, I can't hate on it. Now, Miles, Miles would hate on it. And I can understand why, but maybe he's more of a purist than I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to go with the, uh, if we're talking about a historical perspective, I mean, I think the hard perspective is is a little bit, uh, you know, favorable to me. I think that it's it's kind of, it's a little bit classless. I mean, obviously, you know, Colorado doesn't have a lot of notoriety in college football, you know, last claiming a national championship all the way back in 1990 um, when they claimed it alongside Georgia Tech. So, I mean, obviously, it's been a long time since so they've been good, so I, I can understand that. But if you want to build that kind of reputation, I think that, um, you know, it's okay to storm the field. But in this context, given the way that they were favored, I mean, I wouldn't approve yeah. of it. I mean, I'm not here to to downplay it and say that, you know, there should be additional fines or anything like that. Like, I think it's it's fine, but I just think that, um, you know, if I were Deion Sanders, I would be disappointed in the student section. Um, but Sam, let's uh, let's turn to that App State ECU game. You know, a great rivalry um, as it's developed. But uh, just kind of take us to this one. Um, I mean, it was a very busy weekend in Boone. Um, lots of people. It was also Parents Weekend. Um, my parents weren't here, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, it was it was a pretty good game. Kind of scary in the beginning, but. As we do, we pull away in the second half. Joey Aguilar had a great game, sort of coming into his own as the now starter while Ryan Berger's finger is broken. Uh, it, it started raining in the second half, um, so that kind of diverted everyone's attention away from the game towards the people sliding down the uh, down Miller Hill, which is on the end zone. So, I didn't watch much of the game, but uh, it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that App State's they've kind of they've kind of cemented their place in the Sun Belt Conference at this point. I think that you know Joey Aguilar is the prime example you know, of the depth of the progress of the upward mobility um, that Appalachian State is displaying. You know, kind of within that sect of college football. Um, you know, I think that it's impressive stuff. 
And uh, let's talk about downward mobility. Uh, we might want to talk about the Southeastern Conference. Um, obviously, they didn't suffer, suffer any kind of major losses, but the huge scares, um, including Alabama being tied with UCF at halftime and Georgia being down big to South Carolina at halftime. Sam, kind of speak to this uh, sort of downfall of the SEC and uh, what it means for the conference as a whole. Um, I mean, again, you just can't get complacent. I think that, you know, this is a rebuild year for maybe both Alabama and Georgia, Georgia without a quarterback. Um, I mean, but you even look at the newcomers to the SEC, uh, Texas, in in the beginning, a close one with, who they play? Well, you say you saying Alabama? Well, I'm saying no. I'm saying Texas was in a close game. Yeah, I can't remember who they played week one, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a, there's a turnover. Like we're looking at Colorado being good. Um, I I still think that in the end, the playoffs will will be those those teams that have cemented their names like Florida State they've been good so I think maybe they'll be in the playoff but other than them you know Ohio State Georgia Alabama maybe Oklahoma Southern Cal and you know what I'm saying yeah I think that it's we're kind of an interesting transition point um, as we look kind of at these mega conferences trying to perform and sort of, I feel like the it's all coming together in terms of every all the stars are aligning for these storylines. I think we're breaking into a new era of college football. Um, so exciting stuff, but also really shaky ground as we've seen some kind of weird and strange outcomes so far in the season. Um, unsurprisingly, though, the Granite Bowl uh, did go to UNH as Dartmouth fell 24-7. A tough game to watch, I would say, if this game was televised because um, – this was an untelevised event. Um, only untelevised game of the year, though. So 11 out of 12 will be televised next week at home against Lehigh. Um, so, uh, Where can I find these games? ESPN Plus. Except the Princeton game is on ESPNU. I think my dad actually has ESPN Plus. So Yeah, if you got it. If I'm, if I'm that bored, I'll be tuning in. He'll be tuning in. Football. That's right. Oh, usually like at 1.30, though. They like to keep it classy so people can hit the library Saturday evening. Yeah. You gotta you gotta keep it real. Um, but next week in college football, got some insane matchups all across the board. So hopefully it lives up to the hype. Let's start off at the top. College game day. You got Ohio State visiting number nine under Dame. Sam, what does this mean for Sam Hartman? What does it mean for the program? And uh what does it mean for the college football playoff in terms of the outcome of this game? I mean, this is Notre Dame's chance to legitimize themselves. Um, and this is also Ohio State's chance to prove that, you know, they're not like an afterthought. Because um, I think at, if you look at that top five, it's all newcomers and Michigan and Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Ohio State needs this win um, more than Notre Dame does. Notre Dame has other games to prove themselves, uh, such as Clemson. So yeah. I, I think that Ohio State needs this win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly desperation o'clock 
um, for them, given that they've, you know, they're kind of sitting in the in the back row right now, and they're not in that driver's seat um, like they've been in the past. Um, but I think I, I got to agree with Sam. You know, Notre Dame has chances like Southern Cal and Clemson to you know prove themselves and kind of they have a chance this year to get into the playoff with one loss. So I think yeah. you know taking a, you know a three point loss in this game doesn't really do that much damage to their resume. Um, so, but a lot on the line and should be an exciting one from South Bend. And then you got uh, the ultimate test for Deion Sanders and the Sanders clan um, as Colorado visits Eugene, Oregon uh, in a top 20 matchup. Uh, Sam, do you see any chance of Colorado uh, pulling this one out after what happened last week? Um, I do. I think that they will end up beating Oregon. I don't know how good Bonex and Oregon are. Um, actually, I don't know, because, um, what's his name's out? I can't think of his name. Yeah, um, yeah, he got illegally hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ESPN's God reincarnate. Yeah. Um, they cannot stop talking about him. So, what are they going to do for the next three weeks while he's out? Who knows? I mean, they might just go out of business. They, they might just have to just go back to talking about LeBron and the Lakers. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Two-way player. I, we couldn't think of his name, but Travis Hunter, sorry about him. Yeah. Um, it was, is going to have to find something else to talk about. They'll talk about LeBron and the Lakers um, yeah. for the time being. Um, and then we turn our attention to Ole Miss-Alabama, huge SEC matchup there. Um, kind of chance for both these teams to kind of put themselves back into or into the conversation. If Alabama drops this one, it's scary times in Tuscaloosa for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course you got Clemson, Florida State on the back burner. Um, Clemson right. with a chance to kind of reintroduce themselves um, after, you know, the, the tough start of the season. Only have one loss to a ranked team, to be fair. But um, it is certainly – it seems like it's going to be desperation o'clock for the Clemson Tigers. Um, yeah. I know you don't like to comment on the outcome of their games, but I think this one will be close. Um, just kind of given the reputation of this rivalry over the past few years, I think that um, there's a lot of energy there. And I think that uh, Florida State really showed that they, uh, they aren't as maybe a completed team as we thought they were, um, given their performance in Boston last week. Well, turning our attention over to baseball, uh, the Seattle Mariners with an okay week. Um, unfortunately, uh, from my rivalry with the Coles, uh, dropping three st- straight against the Dodgers. Um, we're picking up some nice wins against the Angels and the A's last night. Um, staying in the playoff picture, currently in that sixth spot, um, but just huge, huge series coming up against the Rangers and Astros. Um, you know, only one and a half games outside of the, the, uh, the division race right now. So, um, you know, exciting times for sure. But I think that, um, you know, we got to lock in. And uh, this is kind of the moment to make a move or to be uh, shoved out of the conversation um, for a playoff spot. And uh, Sam, why don't you take us through uh, another just steady week for the Baltimore Orioles? Um, well, it was actually a pretty poor week. Uh, and going into that 8 victory against the Rays, um, obviously – that and the game following it would clinch the playoffs for the Orioles, but four straight losses um, and then a win against the Strohs last night. They'll be back at it again tonight against the Strohs. Um, but 
we're seeing fall baseball in Baltimore. Um, it's exciting times. I was telling Dean, um, I'm going to try and get up there for a, for a playoff game, but you know, don't, don't, uh, hold your breath. Cross your fingers though. Cross your fingers. Don't hold your breath. Cross your fingers. I like that. Uh, well, uh, we do have to say happy trails um, to the Los Angeles Angels. Um, you know, best of luck uh, to them and uh, in their endeavors over the offseason, you know, as they try to contain Shohei Otani. Um, but they have been eliminated from playoff contention. And congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays uh, for clinching a playoff berth, and the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers for clinching the division over this past week. Um, you know, winding down here, um, similar playoff look as we had last time. Um, as already mentioned, the Mariners and Rangers one and a half games back. Blue Jays won one game ahead of both those teams in the five spot. And in the nationally, the Cubs have fallen to the sixth spot, tied with the Reds. The D-backs half game up, Phillies four games up, and uh, the Brewers closing in on an NL Central uh, division title. Well, in the National Football League, not nearly as much drama as last week. Um, last night, you know, got to see Monday Night Football in Charlotte. Unfortunately, the Panthers fell again, 20-17 uh, to 17 after another rough outing from uh, Bryce Young, unable to convert on two separate drives uh, that they that they started uh, within the Saints' 40-yard line. Um, so pretty depressing stuff there. Um, you know, just, just trying to get, you know, Bryce Young's you know, feet underneath him. It's going to be a learning curve, um, but I'm excited. I, I saw some nice plays. I mean, I, I got to watch a, a very solid majority of this game. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for the future, but, you know, it's amazing how I was even heckled by Saints fans all the way up in New Hampshire. You know, they, they follow me everywhere. And uh, the Panthers now the only defeated team in the NFC South. Um, well, every other team is undefeated. So uh, that's just uh, how it's going right now. Sam, why don't you take us through uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars to close us out? I wanted to mention the dude that recovered the onside kick for the Saints, former App State player. Um, okay. I cannot remember his name. Okay. That's but I'll, I'll, I'll look that up later. Um, the Jaguars lose. Um, I, I, I watched some of this game. The red zone offense was fine, but every pass Trevor Lawrence threw was just too far, could not get both feet down. Yeah. I think it was literally four drives that would have been touchdowns if you could have gotten one more foot down. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's time to change the college rules. Wow. As far as that's concerned. Yes. Maybe not though. Still living um I mean, it was it was a fine game. It yeah. was it was fun to watch, but we yeah. had our chances. I mean, yeah, I just think about that. I was watching the NFL Red Zone. I just, I mean, that Cal Ridley, Ridley play where it was just overthrown. I think Sam yeah. kind of he hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was just kind of those little mistakes. I mean, but the Kansas City Chiefs do that to you. I mean, you make just the smallest of mistakes, and you feel like you kind of let it all go. Um, but the Chiefs get on the board with a win. Um, we kind of saw a crazy uh, ending with the Commanders and the Broncos. Broncos throw a Hail Mary to, to uh, pull within two, only to miss the two-point conversion. Crazy play there. Um, a little epic comeback for the Lions, only to fall short in overtime. 
Um, and then, of course, the Cowboys continuing to dominate New York fo- New York football teams as they beat the Jets 40-10. to 10. And then last night, please don't look it up, uh, Nick Chubb bent his knee the wrong way. He was at my fantasy RB1. Uh, pray for my team um, as I search the uh, unforgiving sea of, of new running backs. Well, that is going to do it for a semi-somber. Um, you know, a lot of losses taken. I mean, we did see a Tar Heel victory. We did see an App State victory. But um, we're kind of on the precipice, if you want to use a, a $5 word here, of, uh, of greatness, entering October baseball, that kind of thing. So uh, just getting into the, the rhythm here of uh, the four major sports coming back. Before you know it, we'll be talking NBA preseason. Um, so yeah. exciting times for sure.